Hello and welcome to the 90 Hayden Row podcast, where we focus on all things Hopkinton and Hopkinton High School. My name is Evan Bishop, principal here at HHS. And on today's show, we're going to focus on STEAM. Uh, we just finished a very successful STEAM week here at the high school, the first of its kind, where we highlighted an educational approach to learning that uses the science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics departments as entry points for guidance student inquiry, dialogue, and critical thinking. Now, the end results of this approach, we hope, are that students will be more confident in taking thoughtful risks, engaging in experimental and project-based learning, persisting in problem-solving skills, embracing collaboration, and working through the creative process of learning. Now, you hear a lot about this topic at high schools around the area and really around the country about getting students college and career ready. And much of this focus circles around the future of STEAM professions. Now, in my experience, I've been here at the high school 14 years. It feels like more and more students are interested and invested in these fields more than ever before. And with that in mind, it was great to see the collaboration that went into planning the STEAM week here, not only at the high school, but district-wide. So it's a topic that we will certainly be addressing throughout the course of the school year, and I am lucky to be joined with three outstanding and amazing educators. We have Valerie Lachansky, who is our department chair, or we call subject matter leader here of our science department at the high school. We have Colleen Giannino, our subject matter leader of the visual arts department, K through 12 in the district. And Doug Scott, our SML for the business technology and engineering department, both at the middle school and the high school. And they're here to talk not only about the different activities and things that went into helping plan the STEAM week, but just in general, some of the highlights and some of the successes that are going on within their departments, both district-wide, but we're early with a focus here at the high school. So Ms. Lachance, you want to start with you. You are one of the leaders of the district STEAM committee. So can you tell us a little bit about the vision of the committee and some of the things that you have done as part of this group? Um, well, the STEAM team is composed of teachers. Um, we've been working together for almost two years now. It's K to 12 teachers that are involved in STEAM education. So I wanted to come together and look at it a little more district-wide. So um, some of the goals that we've set are different ways that as teachers in the district we can support each other. Um, we also are thinking about different ways that we can tap into a lot of the local resources in Hopkinton. Hopkinton is certainly rich with lots of opportunities for teachers and students. Um, and so we're talking about different ways to sort of identify the needs and the resources and, and put them together. And we've also been talking about different things that we could do to expand opportunities for students around STEAM um, outside of school as well. Um, so some of the things that we put together um, at Elmwood, what used to be math night has been ex expanded to a full STEAM night and we've also held some STEAM night activities at Hopkins. Two summers ago we held a solar eclipse day during the summer. A lot of teachers giving up a lot of time to come together and put that um, event together. And we just celebrated STEAM week as you know. And we've put together a find an expert database that identifies some people in town that are interested in supporting us around STEAM education. And anyone who's listening, we'd be really happy if you are interested in joining that database, um, getting in touch with us, and we can have you fill out the survey. Um, right now, we're working with the town library to share with the librarian the different topics that we cover in grades uh, K to six, and so that she can work with us to sort of um, showcase books and resources at the library that are uh, aligned with what we're doing in the classroom. 
So a, a follow-up question. So you talked about some of the work that you're doing in Elmwood and Hopkins. Was any of the high school students part of that work? And what was some of the best part of working with some of our, our younger students in the district? We, we've had a number of high school students involved in the initiatives in the other buildings as well as participating in a lot of the activities and uh, clubs and things that we're doing up here. Um, through science fair and, and other things that we have but a lot of the high school students and the steam teachers up here at the high school as well have created activities for those other steam nights and have worked with the kids during the events so it's been a lot of fun to see the high school kids working with the younger ones yeah and speaking of high school students working with people in the community as well you talked about local resources and I know your department is getting out and, and, and meeting with a, a number of, of people outside of the building we had an exciting event, I believe it was last week, around our science fair. It's called Pizzas and Projects. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, that's um, aligned certainly with our initiative of tapping into town resources. So Kristen Murphy, who runs our science fair program, we have a large number of students involved in the science fair program, and a lot of them are looking for experts or some uh, feedback in particular areas or disciplines. And so she put together the Pizza and Project evening where a number of community members came for an hour and met with students that were working in on projects sort of in their area of expertise. And the students had an opportunity to sit with them and pick their brain, share their ideas, um, talk about how to construct the experiment and that sort of thing. So I think it was a great opportunity for the town to see all the good work we're doing, as well as an opportunity for the students to sort of meet an expert in that field. Tell us a little bit about how you've seen it grow over the years. I know we've talked a little bit how the numbers are really high this year, which is exciting to see. Can you talk to us a little bit about kind of how that's evolved? Um, we've gone through, I've been involved with it, or I've, I've been here quite a while now, but um, so the, the program started about 31 years ago and has gone through some different models. And as the community has grown, um, you know, it's, it's required some changes as well. So in the beginning, there were certain courses where students were doing science fair projects. We sort of moved away from that model to be more inclusive and give more students opportunities to participate. So um, it's open to any students grade 9 through 12. Um, we certainly have students that have done projects all four years that are here, which is always one of the most rewarding things to see. I mean, it's exciting to see the freshmen getting involved, but also really rewarding to see the increase in the sophistication of the projects over time as um, students go through the high school. Awesome, great. So, Ms. Janino, I'm going to uh, direct my next question to you. I think we, we hear a lot about STEM when it comes to, to, to schools. and getting students ready for the current job market in, in those fields. But why, in your opinion, do you think STEAM, which includes the arts, takes STEM to the next level? Um, well, I would say in the arts, um, it, it sort of connects all of it. Um, in an art room, students are applying those skills in other ways. Um, topics like science come up frequently. Students are learning how to color mix. They're learning what happens in a kiln when a piece is fired. We're using technology um, as mediums now in certain classes. So there's certainly a way for science, technology, engineering, and math to kind of permeate into those classes. But what happens in a design studio, in an art room, also mimics some of those same processes. So the creative process and the design thinking practice also mimics that of an engineering design model also mimics that of the scientific method. So all of these are different steps that someone can use to explore, to follow, um, 
to, to solve a solution to a, a particular problem. So art sort of enhances that um, experience. And so your, your department is always kind of looking at the course offerings, trying to adjust and adapt to what the students are interested in. I know that's mm -hmm. a process that we work on quite a bit. And as a class that we have established the last few years called Fab Lab, it kind of exists in your world, but also in your world, Mr. Scott, as well. But Colin, can you talk about um, that course and, and what it brings to the students in, in your department? Sure. So I think we're in our fourth year, third or fourth year, third year yep. of Fab Lab. Um, and what it is, it's, it's a cross-curricular course where we're taking sort of those engineering themes of building structures, but putting it a, a more of a design lens on it. So students are exploring topics like wind power, but more in a sculptural way, or they're looking at ideas of a shelter um, and and what that would, how that would look in a particular environment, but also using um, interesting materials and techniques like 3D printing or laser cutting to construct models, or looking at something as simple as a mechanism of a hinge and problem, problem solving their way through designing a hinge and applying it on something. Um, and I feel like it, it introduces some of our students who are more apt to take courses in Doug's area, it introduces them to more of the art arena in the school and vice versa. So I think we've been able to sort of cross over some students into two different worlds that they may not have stepped foot into. I mentioned earlier you're the visual arts coordinator K through 12. You know, we're talking kind of specifically right now about some of the stuff that we're doing here at the high school. Is there anything else that, that that's exciting in, that's happening in the visual arts department at the other buildings that you want to talk about? Um, I, sure. I think that um, the teachers in the other buildings are always looking for ways to innovate, too. Um, I see a lot of um, technology integration in the other schools, and I'm not sure how familiar everyone is with um, Hopkins and Elmwood, but they use a TAB model, which is Teaching for Artistic Behavior, and students work in different centers. Um, and I feel like a lot of their centers, specifically like the Sculpture Center, is, is promoting some of those basic uh, building techniques that you would learn in an engineering class. So they're learning at an early age how to um, join things together and, and make things without glue that's, that um, fit together, things like that. So it, it's just kind of organically happening there. So, Mr. Scott, I'm going to direct my next uh, question at you. And, and you know, you've been with us now for a few years, and uh, we have uh, worked really hard to try to add a number of different course offerings and different activities for the students to partake within kind of the umbrella of your business technology and engineering department. One um, event that happened last week at our STEAM week, which I think was a wonderful event, was the Girl Powered Robotics Day. Can you talk a little bit about where that came from and how that, that day went? Sure. Uh, the Girl Powered event was, was definitely a great event. Uh, it was well attended and our high school students served as mentors along with people from industry and uh, we had mostly middle school students attend and they enjoyed the session. Uh, it's, that whole initiative stems from several years ago we looked at in the business technology and engineering department how many female students were enrolled in our courses and clubs total and percentage-wise, it broke down to 7%, which uh, is extremely low. Uh, and this is not uncommon in areas of STEAM or STEM in particular. Uh, 
but this was alarmingly low. So we started doing initiatives each year where we'd have events to try and just open people's eyes to the fact that everybody is capable of being successful in these areas. And uh, so we, we did this uh, three years ago. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, three years ago we ran our first event. And we did another last year. And at the end of last year we had averaged, we increased to 30% enrollment of females in courses and clubs total. And we haven't checked our rosters yet this year, uh, but in looking around, I think we have made some slight improvements. Uh, you know, the approach with that is always just have a fun event, uh, get people out, bring people in from industry. Uh, it's a great community connection as well. And just show kids that, you know, for whatever reason, there seems to be a divide. Uh, when they leave middle school, there's a stigma that, um, you know, technology-based courses are only for a certain people, and we're just trying to break that down a bit. In terms of the work that you have been doing in mm -hmm. your department, what excites you most about kind of the work to come and moving forward? What are some things that you kind of see kind of down the road that you would like to incorporate as part of your department? I'm very excited about the staff. They, uh, they've been very good. They, uh, they're super excited. Uh, we have uh, Jim Cousins, who does HHS-TV. We have Mike Finn, who is teaching our business courses, and we have uh, Kirsten Fournier, who's teaching our computer science courses. Uh, I teach engineering, and then we have the shared course with Christinos, uh, who's in the art department, who teaches Fab Lab. And we have uh, Amy Bordis at our middle school. And everybody's very excited about some new, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, kind of some uh, freshening up of our curriculum in some places, and also uh, some new curriculum that we've put together. And what's really nice is very early in this process, we've seen students gravitate towards the things that we're putting in front of them. And we're starting to see things come together as a program instead of broken up courses. Uh, it's very, it's a very cohesive group and what I've seen is that students are now starting to migrate between the different course offerings that we have. Um, we've had, and to speak to what Colleen mentioned earlier, it's very nice now to have students come in from the Fab Lab course, have some familiarity with uh, 3D design and printing, things like that. It, it allows you to get to a higher level with those students. Uh, and then things like having kids, uh, you know, come in from HHS TV to film when the robotics students are active and they had participated in robotics before. It's just nice to see kids kind of moving about and experiencing different things. Uh, and then with Mike's classes, taking you know, we have students that come in, in a couple of weeks we have the fire department coming in, the students have to pitch some engineering projects to them, and those students will bring in those entrepreneurial skills that they've learned through Mike, so it's very nice. Yeah. So you've talked about a lot of different things that are going on mm -hmm. within your department. We didn't touch upon the BPA program, the Business sure. Professionals of America, as well as not just the Girl Powered Robotics Day, but just the robotics program in general. Sure. I'm curious from your perspective, what's a, a project or maybe an accomplishment that you are most proud of so far in your work here in Hopkinton? When I started here, there was one student in particular that I, I spoke with, and I remember I presented her with the opportunity to, to uh, take part in the BPA program and, and go out and 
learn some new things and compete. And I just remember when she was a sophomore, she said, will this help me get into college? And I said, yes, it will. I said, but you're going to see that this will be beneficial in other ways and you'll want to do it for other reasons. And uh, upon graduation, uh, you know, a couple of years ago now, uh, she said to me, she goes, you were right. She goes, I, I learned a lot and this was a great experience. And to me, uh, seeing the students go through that process and experience the program, I, I just, I, I see it in the students. Um, the interest is there. So I'm going to put you all on the spot now with just a few questions uh, here. And, and, and Ms. Lachance, I'm going to speed, st round. speed round. I'm going to start with you. Um, as we all know, we are in the midst of our, our budget cycle. Uh, in, in Hopkinton, we start to put together our budget uh, in late fall, early winter, uh, and present to school committee. So I have met with all of you around your different budgets. But Ms. Lachansky, I'll start with you. If we were going to give you unlimited funds for your department, what would be the first thing that you would want to purchase and why? Um, I think the first thing would be space. Yeah. Because one of my, and not just classroom space, but one of the things I envision, with, and I've, Doug and I have talked about, is not having science fair in this room and the robotics room in that room and the 3D printer there or the fab lab there, but sort of a, a workspace where all the students are coming together and sharing the resources. And so, you know, one of the things I would love to see is a large space where there's the robotics students are working in one side and the science fair students are working in the other and they're using the 3D printer and sort of that really dynamic, exciting space after school, um, I think would be, would be great. Um, in the ideal world, of course, there's always more staff. So there's um, more teachers to work closely with the science fair students as we get more and more students excited about science fair and involved in science fair. Um, we have a mentoring system here where the teachers work with the students, so the students are not on their own uh, doing their projects, um, but with more and more students um, having extra people to work with them closely. And then that sort of school business partnership thing that the STEAM team is, is working on, I think the, the more connections that we can make with the community, the, the stronger our programs will be. Mr. Neal, do you have any I'll chime in. Yeah, well, I'm looking at Val's note right now, and I'll mm -hmm. chime in on that. So we have this vision that possibly have, we have this um, cross-curricular PD event or even field trip to, um, it's called the Edna Lawrence Nature Lab, and it's at the Rhode Island School of Design. And in a perfect world with unlimited funds it would be amazing to have a place like this in our school and what is at the nature lab is um, living organisms um, specimens slides taxidermy animals all these kinds of crazy scientific materials that students can learn and draw from mr scott yeah unlimited funds mm. oh boy um i would just say staff and space would be the two biggest uh, to reiterate uh, Val and Colleen's wishes. Um, staff for the reason that I think early on it was very easy to get rid of some classes to offer some other classes and that wasn't very hard because we had some courses that originally were uh, not highly enrolled but now we have high enrollment in our courses and now when we look at things and say what if we offered this it's now the discussion of well what will we give up and, and we kind of hit the roadblock on that. So I think by having the ability to offer some new things would be fantastic. Space is always, is always great. And uh, for the things that we do, it's oftentimes just storage space, really, uh, because a lot of the stuff that we deal with is bulky 
and when we need to store it, we have to tuck it away. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm just the biggest thing that everybody would probably like is just more time um, and incorporating more time into uh, the things we can do. Uh, but but overall, it's been a great experience. Okay. Just as a follow-up, as Ms. Lachansky mentioned earlier in the interview, if any listeners are interested in taking more of a part in our STEAM education here at the high school, please reach out to either me or, or, or Ms. Lachansky. Uh, maybe it would be coming in to observe some labs within our science department, participating in the different STEAM nights across the district, or assisting in, in many of our classrooms. Uh, there will be a survey that the different principals at the five schools within Hopkinton will be sending out as part of their upcoming newsletter, so please be on the lookout for that. And again, if you are interested, please reach out to either Ms. Lachansky or myself. Again, thank you all for listening to this episode of 90 Hayden Row. If you have any feedback for us, any topics you'd like us to discuss, or anyone you'd like us to interview, please shoot me an email or give me a call. We would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day, and go Hillers.